Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Charlie of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Om Magana Dhimananda Syangana Sarakya Chaksurun Miritam Yana Tashmai Shri Gurave Noha Shri Chaitanya Mano Bhishtam Shtapitam Yana Bhutare Sayam Rupa Karamayam Dadati Swaparatikam our topic today is releasing control. Krishna, or God, who puts promises, dreams in all of our hearts. We know we're going to get well. We know our business is going to succeed. We know we're going to build that temple. But Krishna does not tell us how it's going to happen, nor does he tell us when it's going to happen. Too often, if it's not happening in the way we thought it was going to happen, it's not happening on our timetable. What happens? We get frustrated. Krishna, when are you going to turn this around? When is my health going to improve? How come this situation at work is not getting any better? What's happening there? You're putting the Almighty God, creator of millions and millions of universes, in your little box, and you're telling him, him how to accomplish your plans, when it should happen, and who to use. It's not working out the way we think it should work out. We get all discouraged. Once you pray, once you believe, our message today is you have to leave the how and the when and the whether it's going to happen up to him. If you insist on a time frame, when it's going to happen, you insist on a method of how it's going to happen, I guarantee you, you're going to get frustrated. No doubt about it. Why? Because Krishna, God's ways, are not our ways. He's working behind the scenes when we can't see it. And sometimes the reason it's taking longer is because he has something better in mind than what we ourselves have in mind. So the best thing he can do is just trust God's timing and trust his ways. What God has promised will come to pass, but it may not happen in the way you think. It may not happen when you had planned. If you're trying to control the situation, control the time frame, then you're going to live worried. Our message today is release the control. Release the worry. Release the stress and burden of insisting that it happen your way. Krishna's already got it figured out. He knows the end from the beginning. Here's the key. He doesn't give us details. If you knew how everything was going to work out up front in advance, then how would you grow up? How would you learn to trust him? What would be the role of faith? If Krishna told you, okay, three months from now, your plan's going to work out. That door you wanted to open is going to open. It looks right now like you're going backwards, but Krishna's confiding in you. He's letting you in on a secret. There's a shortcut, which even though at the moment it seems like you're going backwards, it's going to catapult you ahead explosively. This person is going to show up. Your phone's going to ring. They're going to do this, that, and the other thing. If that were the case, then you'd just relax. You'd stop worrying. You'd know that it's all going to work out. So our proposal is, why don't you do that now? I'm telling you, Krishna has it all planned out, doing things you can't see. Good breaks coming, healing, favor, the right people already on the schedule. If you'll release control, 
The only thing that's going to happen is you're just going to enjoy your life more while you're waiting for the things to change. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And you ask yourself, what is it that's upsetting you right now? What is it that's keeping you up at night? Krishna brought you here today to hear me say to you, release it to the Almighty. He's in control. He's ordering your steps, working behind the scenes. It may not seem good to you right now, but what seems for your harm, he knows how to turn it around and use it for your good. Here's the point. If you have belief in God and trust in him, then you're going to have rest. Because once you believe, it's not on your shoulders anymore. You don't have to figure everything out. You don't have to see how everything's falling into place and you're getting positioned for the thrust forward. We'll always be tempted to worry. But our message today is stay in rest. Because when you're in rest, you're in a position of power. You're showing the Almighty God that you're trusting in Him. Maybe you're believing for your health to improve, but the medical report is not getting any better. You thought it would have happened by now. You could be worried. You could be complaining, but instead you're thanking God. You're thanking Krishna. You're declaring his promises. You're being your best each and every day. When you're at rest, you're in faith. That's what allows God to go to work. But if you're upset over what's not changing, worried about your finances, can't sleep at night because that child's off course, that's a sign that you stop believing. You need to get back into the state of rest. Come back to that place of peace. You can't trust Krishna or God and be worried at the same time. Because when you're at rest, you know God's in control. You know he's fighting your battles. You know that what he started, he's going to finish. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Well, true, I'm worried about my finances. I'm upset about the medical report. When is this pandemic going to finally be over? They're talking about a new wave this winter. And none of that is a surprise to Krishna. He hasn't brought you this far just to leave you dangling. His message is release the worry, release the frustration, release not having to know all the details. There'll always be situations we don't understand. Always be problems that look too big, obstacles that seem permanent. What are they? These are tests. Will you go through life worried, wondering if it's going to work out, discouraged because it's taking so long, or will you enter into rest? Which means to say, will you believe that God's actually in control, that he will get you to where you're supposed to be? Sometimes we want something so badly it gets out of balance. We're not going to be happy unless we get our way. That's a sign that you're out of balance. That's something that the enemy Maya, whose job it is to keep us in this material world, can use against us. But when you can say, Krishna or God, this is what I want, but even if it doesn't work out my way, I'm still going to be happy. I'm still going to give you praise. That takes away the power of Maya, the illusory energy. Hold tightly to your dreams, 
but hold loosely to how Krishna is going to do it. I'll repeat that in case you missed it. Hold tightly to your dreams, but hold loosely on how Krishna is going to do it. That's your takeaway for today. Why? Because Krishna, God, knows how to bring promises to pass, but we have to stay open as to how that's going to happen. If you're set on having it one way, you can get frustrated. God doesn't do things ordinarily. Just look at him. He's playing a flute. He's got a peacock feather jauntily tucked in his crone. He's standing in a threefold bending way and he has this mischievous look in his eye. Do you think he's going to act according to your limited, tiny, pea-like, ant-like preconceptions? No, that's the beauty. That's the excitement. That's what gives it the juice. He's totally unpredictable, but he does know how to get things done. He created the universe. He hung the stars and the sun in the sky, and it's all working perfectly. Don't, in the face of all of that, insist that he does things your way, because his methodology is unusual, supernatural, extraordinary. Now, you might be upset about something that's happening in your life, which is actually that direct hand of Krishna. It hasn't happened yet because Krishna wants to do something better than what you're hoping for. That delay, that disappointment, that setback, it's not working against you, it's working for you. Now you just have to do your part and release control of how it's gonna happen. Krishna does out of the ordinary, he does unprecedented, you're not falling behind, you're about to receive a phone call. There's going to be a good break coming your way, a promotion, suddenly your health turns around. I've learned that Krishna God doesn't always use a straight path. There will be detours, delays, curves, even things that appear like setbacks, times when you're feeling that you're going the wrong way. Krishna, I'm believing to go in this direction for promotion, healing, freedom, but right now it seems like I'm going not towards those things, but I'm going away. We're seeing inflation. We're seeing divisive politics. We're seeing perhaps another pandemic. Well, don't get set on the method. The way you think it's going to happen may not be the way that Krishna wants to do it. What you can't see on that path, it's the wrong direction. It's another turn. It leads to a shortcut that Krishna intends to use it to catapult you explosively ahead, leading you to a better end goal than you imagine. That's the reason it's taking longer, because it's going to be bigger and better than you thought, more rewarding and more fulfilling. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Doors aren't opening yet. You don't know what Krishna's up to. You can't see what he's doing behind the scenes. People are coming against you. That trouble's been going on a long time and there's no sign of it turning around. Your family member's still off course. Our message is don't get discouraged by what's not changing. If you've honored him, kept him first place in your life, your time is coming. There is a set time for Krishna to favor you. A set time for Krishna to heal you. A set time 
for that problem to turn around. If there is a right time, it means that there's also a wrong time. If it hasn't happened yet, it wasn't meant to be just yet. So instead of fighting where you are, my suggestion is to embrace, blossom where you're planted. Krishna, I know you're ordering my steps. I am exactly where you want me to be. So Lord, I thank you that my set times are coming. I promise you, Krishna's not going to be a second late. He's not going to accidentally miss your set time. It's good to be passionate about your dreams. Passionate about seeing healing, freedom, promotion. But don't be so consumed with your goals and your ambitions that you're not going to be happy while you're waiting for Krishna to bring it to pass. Don't put your happiness on hold until everything works out. Today is a gift. Enjoy the gift of today while Krishna is working behind the scenes. Enter into rest. Not uptight. Not stressed out. When is it going to change? You have to pass the test of being happy where you are before Krishna will get you to where you're supposed to be. If you can only be happy when the problem turns around, when you have the baby, when your business grows, that's going to delay what Krishna intends to do. Rather than that, put your foot down and say, no, I'm going to enjoy this day. This delay is not going to stop me. These challenges, this bad break. Krishna, I know you're on the throne. I trust your timing. I trust your ways. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. Here as described in the Bhagavad Gita is Arjuna. He's looking across the field there at his opponents, the Karabas, his cousin brothers. These are the members of his army, the Pandavas, and Krishna is standing right before him. Krishna, although he's the chariot driver of Arjuna, is also the supreme personality of God. He knows exactly what Arjuna is thinking at the present time. And Arjuna is horrified. Arjuna looks at his relatives, his teachers, his cousin brothers, all of them arrayed against him in battle. Men who were like fathers, brothers, sons and grandsons, teachers, uncles, cousins. Arjuna is overwhelmed, not with cowardice, but with compassion. How, he wonders, can he kill his own kinsmen and friends? He got weak, he trembled, he dropped his bow, he became paralyzed. He spoke to Krishna in a quivering voice, My dear Lord, seeing my friends and relatives arrayed before me in a fighting spirit, I feel my limbs quivering and my mouth drying up. Sweat beaded on Arjuna's brow, his breath came in heavy sighs. The sight of old and respected personalities like Bhisma, Drona, Salya, and Balika, all of whom he loved dearly, filled him with grief. The many young princes, sons of the Kravas and their allies, they were like his own sons. He felt compassion for them too. Even the conspiratorial criminal sons of Dhritarashtra headed by Duryodhan, they were foolish, yes, but did Arjuna really want to kill them for their sins? No, at this point Arjuna loses it. He cries, a seasoned warrior, tears go down his cheeks and he says, I would rather they kill me. 
unarmed and unresisting, then that I should raise my weapons against them for the sake of my own happiness. And at that point, he threw down his weapons and he said, Krishna, I will not fight. But what's Krishna doing? Doing all this agonizing on the part of Arjuna. Krishna is smiling. He's smiling. He says, Klaviyam mash magamalaparta. Arjuna, how have these impurities come upon you at such a critical time? This is not befitting a true Aryan. An Aryan is a man who knows life's true values. This way of thinking does not lead to the higher planets, but to degradation and infamy. Do not yield, O Arjuna, to this impotence. Give up this weakness of heart and arise, O chastiser of the enemies. And Arjuna is still shaking, unconvinced. He says, Krishna, is it, it is right to kill sinful people. The Karabas are sinful people. And normally I wouldn't have a problem with curbing the miscreants. But how can I fire arrows at those with whom I have a bodily relationship? I should be throwing flowers at my teacher Bhima and Dronacharya, not trying to kill them with arrows. Better I live in this world as a beggar than at the cost of their lives. Even though they are on the dark side, even though they are wrongdoers, even though they are afflicted with greed, still they are my superiors. At this point, Arjuna doesn't know what's up and down. He doesn't know what's right or left. He's in a state of confusion. He does the only thing that he knows to do at that time. He says, Krishna, Karpanya dosho pahata shubaha pachami tam dharma shumu yaksriya sishyaste sam sarimam tam Krishna, I don't know. I've reached the end of my reasoning, the end of my powers. Krishna, you tell me. I'm not going to discuss, I'm not going to argue, I'm not going to, I'm not going to speak anymore. I'm going to listen to whatever you say and I'm going to do whatever you recommend I do. As for me, I reach a dead end. I don't see any way out of this situation. These Karavas are clearly intent on killing me, but I don't have at the moment a heart for killing them. So Krishna, you're the only person that can help me. And he looks at Krishna beseechingly, longingly, as a disciple, looks to his spiritual master as Krishna stood there smiling, peacefully, holding the reins to Arjuna's chariot. Now, as I said, Krishna does things in unusual ways. He uses adversities. He uses betrayals. He uses bad breaks. He uses disappointments to move us into our destiny. That trouble which looks like a setback, but really trouble is transportation. Trouble is transportation. That means Krishna or God uses trouble to move you to where he wants you to be. Now generally we think when everything goes our way, it's all coming up roses, God's on our side, and when things aren't going our way, God's against us. But can I tell you, he doesn't just use good freaks divine connections, favor, and open doors. Of course, we thank Krishna, our God, when that happens. We're grateful. We know it's his blessing, but I've learned something else. God uses closed doors. He uses betrayals as much as he uses open doors. He uses people that are against us 
as much as he uses people who are for us. He uses rejection, betrayal, delays to position us for promotion. And we're not likely to see it at the time. We don't even like it. It's uncomfortable, but can I tell you, it's the hand of God ordering your footsteps. Arjuna knew that Krishna's favor was on him. The Supreme Personality of God is driving his chariot. Of course, Krishna's favor is on him. But what happened? In spite of having God as his best friend, he was still betrayed by his cousin brothers, cheated out of his kingdom, exiled to a foreign land, opposed on the battlefield by his teachers. Seemed like one bad break after another. Arjuna could have said, Krishna, where were you when all that happened to my family? Why, Krishna, did you let all those people do me wrong? All those bad breaks happen. But Arjuna didn't challenge Krishna that way because he understood this principle. Rest. Don't resist. Never complain. Never got bitter. I'm sure during the 13 years that he and his brothers spent in exile in the forest. There were many lonely nights when he felt abandoned, forgotten. But deep down inside, he could hear that small voice of Krishna as the Paramatma, the super soul in the heart, telling him, I'm still in control here. I've still got you in the palm of my hand. This is all part of your destiny. Now, if he would have tried to control it, make it happen his way, he might not have had to go into exile for 13 years. He might not have had the frustrations and the betrayals and the bitterness. He might not have had to release the word, release the frustration, release how it all happened. But then he would not have gotten his kingdom back. He would not have removed his enemies. He would not have tasted the ultimate victory, the vindication, the restoration. But when you study his journey and you see all the twists and turns, the delays and disappointments, it's hard to understand what Krishna is doing and how he's doing it. You just have to trust that after all, he's directing our footsteps. Why do we need to understand everything that happens along the way? Why do we have to be frustrated? Because we don't get everything laid out for us in advance. Why are we upset over a bad break, a turn in the road, an unexpected difficulty? How do you know that that very thing is not the hand of God leading you to your throne? How do you know you're not right on course, right on schedule as Krishna promised? May not happen like you think. But God uses difficulties to position us for our destiny. What you're upset about might be a necessary step. That closed door, that delay, instrumental in reaching your purpose. You don't have to understand everything that happens along the way. Why? The Lord moves in mysterious ways his wonders to perform. If you're trying to figure everything out, it's a formula for confusion. There are things we're not even supposed to understand. Now, after hearing the 700 verses of the Bhagavad Gita from Krishna, Arjuna understood 
His effort to control the situation had been born of ignorance. His frustrations had come from self-centeredness. Seeing his beloved relatives and experiencing a sentimental bodily attachment, he had allowed himself to become undone, emasculated. But now, after having had Krishna pour into him the clarity, the focus of the 700 words of the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna would achieve perfection. Arjuna, after that period, would achieve freedom from material bondage and ultimately go on to attain the eternal spiritual mode. After having spoken the Bhagavad Gita to Arjuna, Krishna wanted to see what he thought, what his reaction was, what he's prepared to do from that point on. Krishna says, Tell me now, O son of Kunti, Arjuna, have you heard everything attentively? Is your illusion now dispelled? Arjuna, who's no longer trembling, he's no longer paralyzed, he's no longer crying, he's no longer shivering and shaking, he picks up his Gandiva bow and he says to Krishna, Nashta Mohashmitir Labda Tvapashadam Stitoshmingana Kadisha Se Avicho Pita. My dear Krishna, my illusion is now gone, and by your mercy I have regained my memory. I am now firm and free from doubt. I shall act exactly according to your divine instructions. And meanwhile, a few miles away, Sanjaya, the clairvoyant, is narrating the scene to the blind king, Dhritarashtra. Sanjaya reports to Dhritarashtra, having heard this conversation between these two great souls, Krishna and Arjuna, I feel my hair standing on end. So powerful and profound is its import. My heart is thrilled remembering Krishna's wondrous form. I rejoice again and again. Yatra Yogeshwara Krishna, Yata Parta Danudara. Wherever there's Krishna, the master of mystics, and wherever there's Arjuna, the supreme archer, there will be certainly opulence, victory, extraordinary morality. That is my opinion. Isn't that what faith is all about? If that adversity were to stop your destiny, Krishna would not have allowed it in the first place. If that disappointment was going to keep you from your purpose, it wouldn't have happened. Krishna's seen what you're made of. This is your chance in adversity, in reverses, to say, Krishna, I trust you even when I don't understand. I'm going to keep being my best even when it's not fair. I'm going to keep giving you praise when I could be complaining. I'm going to keep moving forward even when I feel like I'm going backwards. When we face hardships, bad breaks, disappointment, it seems like God's not in control, the enemy's in control. But that's the very time when we feel like resisting, when we feel like getting upset and frustrated, Krishna is saying to us, whispering to us that calm, still voice, don't resist it, don't fight it, don't live bitter, don't try to get even, trust me. I'm still in control. I'm directing your steps. That betrayal wasn't fair. Why didn't Krishna stop it? Because that betrayal is leading you to your destiny. 
You didn't like the disappointment. It looks like the enemy has the upper hand. The opposition is holding you down, but you don't know what Krishna is up to. What you can't see is on the other side of the betrayal, on the other side of the sickness, on the other side of the disappointment. Over there, on the other side, is a new level of your destiny. You have to just do your part, stop resisting, and start resting. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. You have to resign as God. Resign trying to straighten everyone out, trying to vindicate ourselves, try to prove to these people that I'm all right, try to fix each and every situation. Krishna is asking you today to relax, release, control. He doesn't need your help. He's God. I hate to break it to you, but he really ain't looking for your advice. So don't resist anymore. Let him be God. He's willing to fight the battles of those who keep him first place. You don't have to fight everything and everyone comes your way. You cannot become who you're created to be without setbacks, without bad breaks, and without disappointments now and then. The good news is the opposition your enemies, your critics, they're not in control. They're only palms in the hands of the Most High God. He's ordering your steps. Nothing happens without His permission. You have to be mature enough to know when to resist and when not to resist. You're not supposed to dissipate your energy by fighting every battle that comes along. Krishna uses some of those betrayals, some of those closed doors, those disappointments to move you into your purpose. Don't resist, rest. Don't try to control how everything's going to happen. Do the opposite. Release control, work hard, but release the outcome, the when and the where and the how and the who to Krishna and be open to what he's doing. When you've done everything you can, you prayed, you believed, you stood in faith, you chanted. There comes a time when you just have to stop fighting, quit trying to force it, quit losing sleep, and release control. Krishna's not going to take you any place where he won't sustain you. How do you release control? Someone might say, true. Well, just do it. Just quit worrying about it. Quit losing sleep. Quit trying to make it happen your way and say, Krishna, I trust you. Can you say that with me? Krishna, I trust you. If you prefer not to say Krishna, just say God. God, I trust you. I know you're in control. These winds that are blowing me may seem like a storm, may seem like out of control, but I know that you're using these winds. They're under your control and they're going to take me exactly where I'm supposed to be. Those same winds that you think are going to stop you, if you'll stay in faith, honor the Lord by chanting His holy names, Krishna will take those winds, shift them, instead of blowing you back, they're going to blow you forward. All of a sudden, once went for your harm, Krishna is going to turn to your advantage. So ask yourself today as we finish up, are you resisting or are you resting? Are you trying to control everything, upset because it's not happening in your way, trying to force it? Why don't you trust? what Krishna is doing. You may not understand it, may not make sense, but one day you'll see 
That was necessary for you to reach your destiny. What looked like a setback was really a setup. One last story. In 1998, by Bobby and I, we were poised to start construction of this temple in Spanish form. We had $12,000 in the bank, and we spent that $12,000 to level and do the site preparation. Other than that, we didn't have any money to speak of. There were no devotees in the area. It was a very small Indian community. The designer and the acting contractor was going to be by Bobby. She was our ace in the hole. She's talented. She's self-assured. She has that confidence, that poise. So we figured out that with her heading the project and me doing the PR and fundraising, we might just barely, on a wing and a prayer, pull off the construction of the temple after a decade or so. Now, at that time, Vaibhavi saw a mole on her ankle. She went to the doctor. She had a checkup, excision, a biopsy. The oncologist told her she had stage four melanoma and gave her a year to live, gave her a death sentence. There was an experimental procedure going on in Santa Monica. She got accepted and she flew down there once a week for several months. She had gotten some money from the state to cover some of her medical expenses. She had $1,200 on her car for cancer medications. We had a volunteer staying here. She sent to the grocery store to buy some groceries. He spent the $1,200 on drugs and took off. <laughs> At the same time, some of our beautiful neighbors around here circulated a petition to stop the temple construction, calling an eyesore. And we thought, wow, what else could go wrong? The whole idea of building a Krishna temple in an area, 90% on another religion, didn't have a lot going for it in the first place, and now all these other things are coming against us. It was hard to see it happening at the time. But the winds of that storm were blowing us to where Krishna wanted us to be. He didn't send, obviously, those difficulties to stop us. He sent them to promote us to show his power and goodness in a greater way. Anyone can build a temple in a foreign land. Krishna wanted us to build it under a cancer death sentence after what little money we had was stolen and in spite of the opposition of the neighbors. Krishna was using those challenges to move us into our destiny. Trouble is transportation. Vi's cancer went away. She's still here going strong 25 years later. The money that was stolen was replaced a thousand times over. The neighbor's petition to the building society was rejected and outvoted. We bought the house of the man who had organized the petition against us and rented it back to him. He's now paying rent as our tenant. Sweet! Now, can I tell you, you're not going to understand everything that happens along the way. You have to release control. Don't fight everything. Worry. Why did this happen? Krishna, God knows what he's doing. He has you in the palm of his hand. He may not do it in the way you've planned, but where he's taking you is better than you could have ever imagined. We not only finished this temple, which opened 23 years ago, but in 2019, we opened another temple in Salt Lake City, built on four acres of land. So our encouragement is, cast your burdens on the Lord, 
Release the weight of them and he will sustain you. Now, how many weights are you carrying around today? Weight of worry, weight of what you don't understand, the weight of how am I going to make it through this tough time? There's something that you have to understand. Krishna is not going to take the burden away. You have to release the worry, release the frustration, release having to figure it out, come back to a place of peace. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Rama Rama, Hare Hare. The right attitude is, Krishna, my life is in your hands. I commit my dreams, my family, my finances, my health on the altar to you. I'm not going to fight everything I don't like. I'm not going to live upset when it doesn't go my way. I know you're working all things for my good. Krishna, I trust your timing and I trust your ways. With belief, Krishna, I enter into rest. Our message today is to stop resisting and start resting. If you'll release control, I believe weights that have burdened you down are lifting off of you right now. Krishna is about to shift the winds from against you to behind you. Instead of blowing you backwards, his intention is to blow you forward. Promotion, healing, freedom, breakthroughs, favor, the fullness of your destiny in this life and next life, you go back to home, back to God. If any of that sounds good to you, raise your hands to the skies along with me. And the words are right there. We can say them together. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare.